Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 75, Breastfeeding Success After Giving Birth. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, my friends. It is Brie. I am alive and well. I know all my previous recordings have come to you pre-giving birth while I was still pregnant. Well, this is the first recording that is coming to you after I gave birth. So I'm excited to share a little bit about my experiences with you today. And um, if you're wondering why this podcast episode is dropping so late, (laughs) usually I have these scheduled way before Tuesday. Um, It's because I am deep in the throes of having a newborn. (laughs) That's just how it goes. I got myself scheduled out with these almost uh, like a month out after my pregnancy. Um, But then I gave birth a little bit later than I was planning. And these last few weeks have just flown by and I realized, oh my gosh, I don't have a podcast episode ready to go for Tuesday. So have you ever heard um, the saying, having kids starts with a late period and then you're never on time to anything ever again? (laughs) Something like that. I don't know if I'm getting that exactly right. But uh, yeah, that's true, (laughs) especially with a young baby. I feel like I'm just like constantly running late from one thing to the next and each day just flies by. I mean, I can get maybe one or two things done, um, but you know what? I just have to remember (laughs) right now my focus is to feed my baby, take care of my baby, rest myself, feed myself. And, um, yes, I'm having to take my own advice right there. But today is going to be a fun episode. I'm hoping to keep it short, but I feel like I have so much I want to share with you. (laughs) This was, um, this topic was originally submitted as breastfeeding after a home birth compared to a hospital and kind of the difference between the two. And so I didn't want this to be focused just on giving birth at home. Um, I'm definitely not trying to talk anyone into, um, you know, where I should, I don't want to talk you into where you should be giving birth. I do like to tell you a little bit about home birth just because, um, in so many places that is a viable option for you to deliver at home. And a lot of people don't even know that or realize that, but just know that if I do talk about home birth today, this is in no way trying to talk you into a home birth or convince you to have a home birth. I do really believe that they are not for everyone, even though I really loved my experience with the home birth. Um, you 
will still get helpful information out of this episode because I'm going to really focus it on how to have breastfeeding success after giving birth, no matter where you deliver. And I wanted to start by kind of comparing my four different breastfeeding experiences. And here's kind of the main point that I want you to know as I'm describing my four different experiences is that each experience is, has been very different. Even though I am the same person, I am the same mom. (laughs) I, I, am you know, kind of overall, like using the same techniques to breastfeed my kids, things have been very different between the four different, um, children. And so I want to talk to you about what I've learned about how to have the best success. What is most important So I'm going to end with my top three tips on how you can be successful with breastfeeding, no matter where you deliver. Okay. So let me start by telling you about my first, this was almost 11 years ago. I was much younger at the time. And, um, first of all, I did not prepare for breastfeeding at all before going in to deliver. I knew that I wanted to breastfeed. I, had already decided on that, but I didn't take any classes. I was a nurse at the time. So I thought I knew everything about, um, breastfeeding, but I didn't, (laughs) I did not at all. And so things were pretty rocky with my first, she always had a very, very shallow latch from the very beginning. Cause I did not know anything about the importance of getting a deep latch and how to get a deep latch. So I had a lot of pain. I had bleeding. I had breakdown. I had blisters on the end of my nipples. It was a very painful experience. And also after giving birth, I didn't spend a lot of time doing skin to skin with my baby. I did not spend a lot of time breastfeeding and focusing on that. I, um, spent a lot of time trying to, I guess, heal after giving birth, like getting up to the bathroom and just trying to figure out what had just happened to me (laughs) after my first time giving birth. And so my daughter, she went to the nursery for the entire night. In fact, I wheeled her in the morning crying and I woke up thinking, oh my gosh, was it a dream? Did I just dream that I had a baby last night? Because it did not feel real at all. They had taken her to the nursery all night long. And So needless to say, I did not know the importance of feeding frequently. In fact, I had read a book. Um, It's a very popular book. I'm not going to name it out exactly, but basically it said that um, babies should not eat sooner than every two to three hours. And in my mind, I thought, oh, my baby will eat every three hours. So if she ever (laughs) cried the tiniest little bit or was interested in eating before the exact three hour mark, I had so much stress and so much anxiety and I would just let her cry. Like, nope, it's not time to eat yet. Another thing that happened with my first is that the hospital sent me home with so much formula, even though I was planning on breastfeeding. Um, we had never even given her formula as far as I know in the hospital up to that point. So I don't know why we were sent home with so much formula, but literally a bag full of just stuffed full of pre-mixed formula. 
And so we kind of use that as a crutch. And as you know, anytime that your baby spins away from your breasts, that tells your body to make less milk, especially if you are not pumping or doing something, um, to still stimulate your breasts while your baby's away from you, then your supply is going to suffer. And my supply did suffer. Not only was I really, really sore in the beginning. I mean, we did figure out the latch in the end, but my supply was never great with her. It just never was in a great place. Okay. So now fast forward to my second, she had a great latch from the very beginning. Perfect, perfect latch. One thing that did kind of set us off on a bumpy road is that she was born a little bit early. She was born at 37 weeks. Exactly. They checked her blood sugar after delivery. It was low and they gave her a bottle of formula before I even knew what was happening. Other than that, we had a pretty good start for a breastfeeding relationship. She, like I said, always had a great latch. Um, I was better about feeding on demand. And I'd say that my supply was in a much better place with her because I really didn't supplement with formula. I did a little bit, but hardly not at all. Okay. Um, so we had figured things out a little bit better (laughs) second time around with my third. Um, he struggled a little bit with latch. It took us a little while to figure it out, which just goes to show that every baby is different. (laughs) Just when you think you have things figured out, Hey, this is a new baby, different anatomy, different personality, um, just a completely different baby. So even if latching went great with your baby or babies before, you never know. Things could still throw you a curveball later on down the road with a different baby. So he definitely struggled with latch. And because of that, um, I had a little bit of soreness and with him, like, again, my supply was pretty good, but never really, really great. Now, fast forward to my fourth. Um, this was my first home birth and, um, immediately after delivery was able to latch her on and we were together. Like my midwives literally just tucked me into bed, stayed with me for a couple hours after giving birth. And then it was just me and my baby. Like we were just home. Nobody was bothering us. Nobody was having to do tests on baby or anything like that. It just was me and my baby together in bed. And we fed and fed and fed and fed, (laughs) especially because if you've been following me, you may already know that I did have a hip injury. Um, the last part of my pregnancy and for a couple weeks following my delivery, I still couldn't really walk or bear any weight on my right hip. I can probably talk about that more on a separate, uh, podcast episode. Cause that's a whole nother story in and of itself, but I also couldn't really get out of bed. Um, so me and my baby just hung out. Like I kept her on my chest. We did skin to skin all the time. And anytime that she acted just a little bit interested in breastfeeding, I latched her on. I just gave her unrestricted access, especially I'm um, not only in those first couple of days, but even for the first, I'd say two weeks solid. I just, anytime she made a peep, I put her on the breast. <laughs> We're falling into a little bit more of a routine now. We're still not on a strict schedule, nor will we ever be on a strict schedule. But um, my supply this time has been excellent. In fact, um, sometimes I feel like I have way too much milk and I'm not doing anything to normalize my supply because I'm still in that kind of calibration phase. 
um, those first weeks and even through the first three months, you're kind of putting in your order for your milk supply. So I don't want to do anything to normalize that at this point. Um, but there are times where I have so much milk that my baby is chugging at the breast. I feel very full, very engorged. I've had a lot of companies send me some, um, they're called Galactagogs or just supplements that boost your milk supply. And I haven't really touched them because sometimes if I do, um, take one of those supplements, whether it's a tea or a smoothie or a drink or whatever it is, there's quite a few that have been sent to me. I notice that after my breasts just feel really full and really uncomfortable and I have so much milk that, um, I don't like that. I don't like to feel full and uncomfortable and leaking all the time and have my baby chugging at the breast. So, um, I do, I do want to be careful about that, but I can tell that my supply is in a really, really great place this time around. So, as you can see, each one of my breastfeeding experiences has been very different. Um, even though I am the same person, <laughs> my supply has been a very, in a very different place with each one of my kids. So the whole point of this is I want to tell you my top three tips so that you can be successful with your breastfeeding experience. Um, whether you're on your first baby, fourth, whether you're having a hospital birth, a home birth, a birth center, or wherever you're delivering, these three tips will help you and be applicable to you as well. So my first tip for you is be smarter than I was when I had my first baby and educate yourself beforehand. This is so important. The time to learn a brand new skill is not in the delivery room when they hand you a brand new baby and you are exhausted from giving birth. You are hungry yourself, you're thirsty, you um, have all the excitement of meeting your new baby. Maybe you have a lot of people in your room um, watching or wanting to take your vitals or push on your fundus or help you get up to the bathroom for the first time or take your baby's weight, um, vital signs, measurements. Um, there's a lot going on after your baby is born for, for you both. And it's not the great, it's not the best environment to learn a brand new skill from scratch. So it's so important to educate yourself just on simple things like positioning, um, latching, <laughs> just those two things alone are so helpful. And also just knowing that your baby needs to be at the, the breast frequently in order for you to put in a great order for your milk supply. That kind of leads me into tip number two. Um, that is, it won't be perfect right away. Okay. Even if you did take tip number one and really educate yourself so well beforehand. Um, it's still not going to be perfect right away because if this is your first baby, again, this is a brand new skill for you. Um, it's different when you actually put it into practice yourself and you are latching a real life baby onto your breast. That's very different than watching a video or practicing with a baby doll. Um, and so there's going to be a steep learning curve. I find, especially in the United States where we didn't grow up seeing women breastfeed their babies all around. Now you just see people covered up. <laughs> Everyone's under a cover behind a closed door. You just don't see women breastfeeding. And so 
how can you expect yourself? Don't put so much pressure on yourself to know how to do this brand new thing when Again, you're starting at pretty much ground zero, okay? (laughs) So take it easy on yourself. Just know that it's probably not going to be perfect right away, okay? Um, Your baby may be really sleepy after giving birth. Your baby may have trouble with latching. You may have some pain, some discomfort. Um, You may be separated from your baby for a short while or a long while, Um, bumps in the road come up even when you do educate yourself. So give yourself a little bit of grace. Know that it's not going to be perfect right away. But the most important thing is that you and your baby try and stick together as much as possible. Now you don't always have a hundred percent. You don't always get this choice to stay with your baby. Um, Sometimes babies do have to go to the NICU for example And that's fine. But anytime that you do have the choice, you need close proximity to your baby. Okay. The closer you are, the more likely you are going to be to meet your breastfeeding goals for every two feet, only two feet, (laughs) every two feet that your baby is away from you, your chances of meeting your breastfeeding goals goes down. And so stay close stay in the same room. Even better, keep your baby close to you, skin to skin on your chest, offer the breast frequently, stick together if you can. If your baby is in the NICU, um, go visit your baby if you're able. If not, then um, stick with your pump. (laughs) Keep that going as much as possible because you are in calibration phase in those Um, in that postpartum period. So it's really important that you're putting in a good order for your milk supply and your latch isn't going to be perfect. You're going to have to practice um, many, many times to get one good latch in those beginning days. And then after three to four weeks, then things are going to start clicking. But just know it's a little bit of an uphill battle before then. That's totally normal. It's even been kind of tricky for me with this baby. We have to kind of make sure we have a good latch every time. Sometimes I have to take her off, try again. Sometimes I have to kind of pull down on her little chin to get her to open up wider. Um, We're doing all the tricks because I want to make sure that she's getting a good latch because it's not a fun road to go down with uh, sore nipples. Not worth it at all. All right. Last tip for you is don't hesitate to get help. Please, please, please do not just grit your teeth and curl your toes with every breastfeeding session. Oh, you're feeding so often throughout the day. That is so, so painful when when you have bleeding, breakdown, blisters, the three Bs, as I like to call them, get help. There's so much help available. Um, Free tips and tricks are all over the internet, on social media, on Instagram. As you know, I share a lot as well, but even better, if you can work one-on-one with an IBCLC, then you can get personalized care and you will be so much better off um, than just looking up a quick tip and trick or Googling, late night Googling. That's always a little dangerous. <laughs> and sometimes your insurance will even cover that. That's always a win. I love it when my clients are approved um, by their insurance for free consults. And not only can you meet in person with an IBCLC, but even meeting um, virtually through like a telehealth consult, I am able to get so much done with my clients through telehealth as well, which has been so great, not only through COVID, but even before that as well. 
So there you go. My top three tips again were educate yourself beforehand. Number two, just know that it won't be perfect right away. That's okay. Just stick together. Mom and baby stick together like glue. <laughs> and number three was get help if you need it. So there you go, my friends. I wish you all the best, the best, <laughs> we can say breast, all the breast, breastfeeding success after giving birth, no matter where you deliver, how you deliver. Um, I hope these top three tips are helpful for you. I'm going to get back to snuggling my baby girl, but I can't wait to come back next week and share more tips and tricks with you. Of course, anytime that you have a topic that you would like to hear about, I love suggestions. If you pop into my DMs on Instagram at breezy babies and last, I'm going to leave you with, you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a great week. Bye.